Lord in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for this day that you've given each one of us, Lord, and you called each one here this morning uh, for your purpose, Father. And I just pray that you would use me as your vessel, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would reign here, Lord, that you would work in the hearts of those that have come, Lord, to seek you. Father, I pray that your presence would be here with us. Lord, I pray as we go to your word that we would learn from it and do it. In Jesus' name, amen. So why the, the orphan uh, ministry? It's, it's a worthy cause uh, to defend those uh, that cannot speak for themselves. I'm going to go uh, over a couple of slides here. So what, what drives us or, or what has called us, what has led us to this ministry is God's word. God's word commands uh, Christians to, to take care of the, the defenseless. And so in James 1.27, we see pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. That's our mission. Our mission statement is our dream is to bring the hope of Jesus Christ to the orphan by providing the six basic needs. And those six basic needs are clean water, proper food, education, health care, job skills, and a loving home. And right now we have one orphanage in Go Naive where there's 67 kids being taken care of there, and then another orphanage in my side, and there's 40 kids there. And then we just started a work in Honduras, and we um, are working with an orphanage that was there and rescued 18 girls um, from the trafficking uh, trade. So the stats are, are staggering. There's 150 million orphans, over 150 million orphans in the world. If you were to take them and put them in the country uh, or, or put them in a country, they would be larger than the population of Russia. Russia is about 147 million people. So the numbers are staggering. Only 250,000 uh, orphans will be adopted each year. So that means 99% of the children will not be adopted and need to be cared for where they're, they're at. And so that's where Core Love's mission come in. We do believe that adoption is the best uh, method to, to care for orphans because you're bringing a child into your home. Uh, but the sad reality is that it, there's, the numbers are staggering, so they need to be taken care of where they're at. Numbers can be overwhelming until you know a name. And uh, this is Mike and Mandy's testimony of God saying, do you know the name of one orphan? They were uh, youth pastors for 17 years before starting Core Love. They felt God's call on their life, and they just did it and uh, started this ministry and uh, went from being youth pastors to, to leading this ministry. But in, in his prayer life, God spoke to him and asked him this question, and at the time he couldn't answer it. And that's when he went to uh, Haiti and, and met my love, and that was the first orphan. But our story is uh, a little different in the sense that this is uh, me with Lovna. This is the first uh, orphan that I knew the name of and that really, really impacted my life in the sense that at that time we were also praying about adopting, possibly adopting a child. Uh, we didn't know what God wanted us to do. And when we met Lovna, we both were like, we want to adopt her. You know, we started that prayer process. 
And when we found out from the director of the orphanage that she was not adoptable, we were broken. Um, she, the reason she's not adopt, adoptable is her mother is a prostitute and would never sign her over. Um, so she would, she's not up for adoption. So when I learned that, we were broken. And I remember standing in the orphanage and just praying to God and saying, God, if we can't adopt her, would you just allow me to be in her life? Would you allow me to, to defend her, to protect her, to, to hopefully that she can stay in the orphanage where we're working with and that I could just be a part of her life? And uh, God has answered that prayer. Uh, she is being well taken care of, and we just got to see her. We just, we just got back. I'm so excited because we just got back Monday from a, a trip uh, with 18 people. We took them to, to these orphanages, and that's just last week, me being able to hug her and just share that time with her. And I, I prayed be, right before I got to share time with her. I said, Lord, help her to remember me, you know, because we come in and out, and there's so many people, and she gave me a high five when I first went up to her, and I said, do you want to go on the swing set? And she goes, yeah. So I took her on the swing set, and she, I just remember her as, as she was swinging. She was playing a game of pretending she was asleep, and uh, then she would smile at me when she got up. So God just gave me that special time with her, and I praise God for that. Isaiah 117 says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. You know, that verse in James 1, 20, uh, 27 says, visit the fatherless. That visit means to care for, to take care of. It's much greater than just going to visit. And Isaiah 117 says, judge the fatherless. What that means is defend, defend the fatherless. Speak for those that can't speak for themselves. Psalm uh, 82, 1 through 4. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. So what we see is God calling us to a, to a deeper, a deeper uh, calling uh, when he presents this ministry to us. And he really asked for Christians to do something, to, to um, you know, step out in faith and rescue these children. I know for me, uh, the scales of, of um, just depraved indifference, only be caring about our little circle of life, uh, when God removed those from my eyes, we began an amazing journey uh, with God to rescue orphans. And uh, I just praise him for that, that that he's given us that deeper calling that we so much wanted. And, and, and we desire as Christians, right, to, to walk in what he has for our lives. But God's system is different than the world system. And he calls us to help those that are in need. And, you know, the world looks at the rich and the famous, and they, hire, they hold them to a higher esteem. But God says that... He cares about the least of these. And if you'll turn with me in Matthew 25, uh, 35 through 40, let's read those verses uh, together. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. 
I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see, see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And so how we treat the poor, the needy, the orphan is how we are treating our Lord and Savior. And it's, it's a, an amazing verse, verses to convict us to live our life how we treat others. In Mark 9, 35 through uh, 37, there was a couple of disciples that were arguing about who was the greatest in the kingdom or who is, who is going to be the greatest disciple. And Jesus uh, talked to them, and he says in verse 33, uh, Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child set them in the midst of them, and when he had taken them in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. And that's just a beautiful picture of when we go and visit and when we care for the orphans, how we're treating our Savior. And it's, it's, it's a great calling, and it's a great ministry. It's a great cause. You know, after a few of our trips, I, I just sat, and there would be times that I would think and just be uh, so grateful for my sons that God has blessed us with, Justin, Ty, and Joey, 13, 10, and 9. And I'd say, Lord, it's, it, I, I just thank you for them, and they're so blessed. They're so blessed to be here. And then I would say, Lord, I can't imagine, I can't imagine if, that, if these kids that we serve now if they were our boys, you know, I would go across the ocean. I, I would fight for them. I would do whatever it takes for them. I would, uh, I would ask all of you to help me. <laughs> and, uh, and God clearly says to me, he says, you know what? Those are my kids. That's my Justin and Ty and Joey. And, and the Holy Spirit just says, you need to go. You need to, to fight for them. You need to, to live for them and, and fight for, the, for the, the, the orphan that can't speak for themselves. And it's just amazing how God has used that in our lives because we are the body of Christ. We are his hands and feet. He calls us to do his work. You know, some people will point to the verses and say, he is the father of the fatherless. He, they're all set. Well, God requires of you and me to be his hands and feet. He says, you are my body. Go and rescue. Yes, those are my children. Go and rescue them. And so that's what he's called us to do. And we're, we're privileged to be a part of that. You know, God just says, we show up. We use what's in our hand. You're going to hear that for Korlov. Use what's in your hand. But God does the rest. He brings the harvest. I love the name of your church. Because it's God that works in and through us to bring the harvest. He's the one that does the work. We just show up. We're obedient. We do what he tells us to do. We use what's in our hand. And 
2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, if you'll turn with me here, because this is a beautiful story of how God uses what's in our hand. 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in this house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad from all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So when she went from him, shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. It came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children off the rest. So God used what was in the widow's hand. She said, I don't have anything in my house except a little pot of oil. And the prophet told her to go and collect vessels, and the Lord did the miracle. She, was, she poured out the oil into all those vessels and was able to pay off the debt, save her kids from going into slavery, and also to live off the rest. So you may be thinking, this is a huge crisis, 150 million orphans. What are, what are we going to do to be able to solve it? Well, God doesn't ask us to solve it. He just says, obey me. Do what's, do what's in your hand, your resources, your voice. Um, I want to share a story. On Thursday night, this past Thursday night, we just got back from Haiti. A young girl named Olivia from Open Door, from our church, she's 14 years old. She's going to get her gold star for um, uh, Girl Scouts. And she came to us and, and she hadn't been at Haiti with us on a trip, but she's been at our church and heard the presentations when we come back and share the ministry. And she came up to us and said, I want to do something for Core Love for these children to get my gold star for Girl Scouts. And I just thought of this, these verses. She's using what's in her hand. So she goes, I want to put on an event and we'll invite people and we'll raise awareness. So this past Thursday night, we had a booth much like this set up. And we shared uh, the vision of Core Love and shared uh, what was going on. And she ran the whole event. She, she got um, worship a band. She spoke at the event. She just asked us to share a little bit about Core Love. And we did that. And over, uh, I think, $800 was raised on one night, just this past Thursday. And it was so cool because here's a girl, 14 years old, doesn't have a job, you know, doesn't have means, and she just said, I want to use what's in my hand. I want to use the fact that I'm going for my gold star to put on this event, and the Lord blessed that. And, and there was uh, people that came up afterwards, and, you know, that, that $800 was raised at night, but there are people that are now going to support Core Love or that are going to use their voice to spread uh, the message and defend the orphan. So we just praise God. That's just one little story. Another story is this, this past May, um, Core Love did a uh, match, a giving match, and they were raising, uh, doing a building fund for our orphanage in my side. There's 40 kids there. They currently uh, live in a small house, 40 kids. 
and they were rescued. All of them are rescued from even worse situations, but now they're in this house. And the Haitian people that work at that site started saving $20 a day, or $20 a day, $20 a month to raise up enough funds, uh, $2,800 to buy land so that we could build a new orphanage. They did that. And then we, Korolov kicked in the rest. It was uh, 3500 to buy the front parcel that accesses the road. But they bought the back parcel. We bought the front parcel. And now there's seven acres in my side that just this last week we got to walk with the kids for the first time that this is their land now and they're building on. And in May, Korolev wanted to raise $400,000 to build uh, duplexes on there, to build a, a multi-purpose uh, building, kitchen area, all this. And um, they got some partners in Texas to, to match dollar for dollar in the month of May. And so everyone was praying about it. Uh, Lord, pre please bring those funds so that we can start building and uh, for these kids to rescue them out of the current situation. And in the month of May, over $400,000 was raised. God is doing amazing things, and we were able to walk the land. They already drilled a well. They're building now for these kids. And, you know, sometimes it's easy. It's easy to raise funds for a building project because you can see it, but it's the sustainability. It's these kids taking care of those six basic needs. It, that's, what, that's what they need help with. They need partners to join and, and help with them. So uh, pray about that. But God, we just seen God do some amazing things. He provided all the funds for the Go Naive site. Right now there's a girls and a boys dorm there. There's a feeding center. There's a school. There's a health clinic. Um, so God is just doing amazing things. And the vision is huge. I mean, there's 150 million orphans in this world, and we believe that we will go to every country as God leads. So, like we said, we're in Honduras. Uh, potentially could be in Uganda soon. So just pray about that too, because the vision is to go wherever God leads. I want to leave you with something. Uh, William Carey, many of you know him. He was, uh, is called the father of modern missions, went to India uh, when no one else wanted to go. But how, how that happened is this. He was a shoemaker in England in the mid-1700s. Even though he was not a missionary, his heart broke for missions and the dying people of the world. In a meeting with a missionary society in London, the leaders asked, who will go down to the heathen and take them the gospel? They were talking about India. It was almost, they treated it like it was the pit. They didn't, no one wanted to go there. And Carey spoke up and said, I will go, but you must hold the rope for me. For seven years, William labored among the Hindus before he was, saw his first convert. After all that time, he led a Hindu to Christ, and that man went on to preach his own, to his own people for over 20 years. After 40 years of labor, William Carey died with a legacy to world missions that few have ever matched. He is most known for his motto, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. And so that's what we believe. We're, we're attempting to do great things uh, for God, but he is the one that does it. We just be obedient to him. And so as, I, as we stand here and, and ask you for your support, in whether it's uh, financial or prayer, we just ask that you would hold, hold the rope for us, that God has called us to go, and, and he's called the body of Christ to hold the rope. And we're so thankful for our sending church, Open Door. We're thankful for Harvest for having us. 
being the first church to be able to present in. And we don't know how many kids or how many countries are on the other end of that rope. But we just know that God has called us to go, and we pray that you would hold, it, hold the rope for us. I want to invite you, if you have questions or you want to learn more about our personal testimony about Core Love, we're going to have, we'll be back there at the booth. We'll have some uh, T-shirts and other things if you guys want to support it that way. We'll talk more about uh, that at the booth. Um, but I want to thank uh, Ian and Becca who are back there. They've been on a trip. Uh, you can ask them questions about uh, the orphans that we've uh, worked with. And uh, my kids will be back there. And my folks are here. I want to thank my uh, Dad and Mom, Len and Mary Jo, for being here, supporting us. Um, they can answer, answer questions. My mom has, has been on a trip with us. Um, you know, that first trip, I was so, I couldn't believe I was taking my wife to a third world country. I just broke down the night before and just started crying to the Lord. I said, Lord, what am I doing? I'm taking my wife. We're leaving our three boys here, and, we're, and I'm going to a third world country. The Department of State uh, says don't go. If you're an American, don't go. But they, they always say that because they want to protect, you know. But it, it was just funny, and I was just breaking down, and I said, Lord, I need you right now. I need you to speak to me. You gave this this. We, we don't desire of our own will to go. We we're going because you called us to go. Lord, give me something from the word that's going to give me peace. And he brought me right to Romans 8. And in Romans 8, he talks about how we have the spirit of adoption, how he's adopted us into, our, into his family, and that he doesn't give us the spirit of fear unto bondage, but he gives us uh, the spirit and of, of peace and freedom and, and the adoption into his family. And I just, I can't explain to you the peace that I had that night. And it was the night before our first trip, and I usually am excited to go and I can't sleep. I went to sleep that night. And there were, on that trip, there were things that, you know, would have made us uh, nervous. We were out at night. You're not supposed to be out at night. Our car broke down. But God just, that, that peace that only God gives, he gave it to us. And so I encourage you, if you're praying about going on a trip with Pastor Ken, I'm excited about that next year. Um, please pray about that. Prayerfully consider that because when you go, your worldview will change. There's no doubt. And God will, if he's called you, he will take care of you. You're in no safer place than in, in his will. You know, if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's what we're all about is knowing. We want these children to know their Heavenly Father. More importantly than our earthly parents is to know the Heavenly Father. And if you're here and you don't know Christ, I encourage you to talk to Pastor and, and, and see what this relationship, why would I leave my job and, and leave the comforts of this to go pursue what God has called me to do? It's all because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It's because of a personal relationship with him, realizing what he's done for me on the cross, that he's paid for all my sin. And, um, and then he rose again, proving that he defeated death that he could give us that everlasting life that he's promised us. He's the only one that could do that. He defeated death. And so um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, just thank you for this time. Lord, uh, I just praise you for who you are, Father, that you are the father of the fatherless. And Lord, you've called us to follow you in taking care of them, being your hands and feet, being the body of Christ, Lord. And I just 
I pray, Lord, if there is one here that doesn't know Jesus, doesn't know what, what I've been talking about, or, or Lord, just uh, wants that relationship with you, Father, I pray that you would work in their heart. Lord, that they would desire and seek you and, and go to your word with a heart that, that wants to know God. And Lord, I pray that uh, that would be done, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, um, that you would continue to bless. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Every week we have an opportunity to respond to what we've heard in God's Word. Every week before we dismiss, we have an opportunity in some way to either make a commitment, make a choice of what you're going to do with what you've heard. And uh, so I want to challenge you this morning as I do often. Maybe God has challenged your heart this morning. Maybe you say, hey, that was really encouraging, that was interesting to me. I want to, I want to just really see what God might do with all this. But... Uh, this morning, if you're willing to make a commitment to praying for the Rizzos, would you stand? Would you pray for them? I appreciate that very much. And uh, Rizzos, these guys are the ones that are going to pray for you guys. And as we have often, you can go ahead and uh, be seated. As we do often, every time we have a, a guest speaker in our, in our church, we have uh, an opportunity to say thank you in a tangible way. Um, um, in the last year, he didn't say much, but uh, to leave a job as an attorney um, and to he's a, he's a welcome to the ministry ministry uh, world, and uh, I'm excited for that for you because you're going to see God do some great things. And uh, but in the change, there's going to be a lot of changes financially, a lot of changes uh, in schools for the kids, uh, different things, a different environment. They're go, they're going to the promised land of the south, and uh, so they say. At any rate, but uh, I. I appreciate the fact that you're going to pray for them. But uh, you have an opportunity in your pew pockets or the little pockets of the chairs in front of you. Um, just make sure that uh, on there you just write what it's for. Designate Rizzo's, R-I-Z-Z-O. I jokingly say often, you pick the number and as many zeros as you want. You know, it's okay. Put as many as you want. I'm sure they won't be offended. So uh, you do whatever God has laid on your heart to do. And then finally, number three. As they said, Beckett and Ian are in the back there. Uh, one of the t-shirts says, when you wear this t-shirt, you support orphans. And that's really cool. I really like that hat. I said I would let someone else buy it, and I'll get one offline so that you can, uh, you can wear yours out of here. But uh, clean the table up, buy it all, because it goes to support orphan ministry at Core Love. And uh, just make it easy for them so they don't have to pack anything up when they leave. So uh, I know they would appreciate that very much. But really, you pray for them, encourage them, support them any way that God would have you to support them, and I know that would be a great encouragement to them. Before we are dismissed, I just want to have uh, John and Tracy, if you would come up along with your three kids. And uh, we want to take a moment to pray over these folks. As I said, um, Open Door Baptist is their sending church, but that doesn't mean that we can't encourage them and support them and pray over them. And so we want to do that. And uh, Pastor John's... Uh, or, um, Co-worker from Open Door is here with us this morning, uh, Pastor Lloyd McKee, if you would come up as well, and Pastor Mike uh, Cosgrove, if you would come up. Um, Jim was going to be here as well, but they're not, they're not doing well today. But we want to take a moment and just pray over them. And uh, so if I could, I'm just going to have uh, Pastor Lloyd, if you would pray first, then Pastor Mike, and then I will close.
saw this morning and how you're working there in Haiti and other parts of the world. And Lord, we just pray that you'll be with John and Tracy as they continue to prepare to make that big step and move and do what you've laid on their hearts. And God, we just thank you for them. Lord, I thank you for being able to minister with them for so many years and just watching how you've been growing them, how you've been changing them, how you've been growing their family. And Lord, what a joy to be able to see you working in people's hearts and changing their attitudes and changing the way they look at life. And Lord, just changing from the inside out and just giving them a burden to be able to reach out and minister to folks that are less fortunate than they are. And Lord, I just pray that you'll be with this family I pray that you'll encourage them, strengthen them. Lord, guide them as they continue to walk this path. And Lord, we know that there's going to be bumps in the road ahead. And God, we just pray that you'll be with them. Just help them, Lord, to be able to see those bumps or something that you're using to continue to refine us, to continue to guide us, to continue to grow us, in order that we can be vessels used for your service. Now, Lord, we just pray that you'll just bless them as they leave here today. And, Lord, whatever you need to do in order to continue to encourage and strengthen them, that you would do that. Thank you for all the words that they shared with us this morning and just the many blessings you've given to them already. And, Lord, we just give them over to you. And we just pray, Father, that you would just do your work that only you can do and just use them to see many souls come to know Jesus Christ. And we'll thank you for what you're going to do and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, uh, for John and, and Tracy. Lord, we, uh, we just thank you for their, their example to us. Lord, we know that you, uh, Jesus, are the bridegroom. Lord, you're preparing a place for us that one day you may receive us. And the us there is people that want to follow you, people that want to follow the Holy Spirit's guidance in their life, and people that are willing to clothe themselves with righteous deeds. And Lord, what you have called us to do is something that's righteous, something that's our idea is not. But Lord, we thank you for their, their willingness to take time and prayer and their willingness to listen to your Holy Spirit as, as he uh, guides them. So Lord, we, we just pray that we would continue uh, in our concern for them and our support for them, that they would be uh, fruitful in their work uh, down in Haiti. Lord, we know there's much need there, as, as there are in other parts of the world. But, Lord, uh, we, we know about Haiti. It's close to us. So, Lord, we just pray that you continue to work in their lives, continue to give them direction in their lives, continue to uh, help them uh, in their, their work as a family together uh, with their boys, that they'd be able to train them uh, up to, to even follow themselves, but what, who they are following is you. So, Lord Jesus, we just pray for John and Tracy. Lord, we just uh, thank you for their example to us that uh, what we should be able to do ourselves is to uh, look for your leading in our lives and following it. And and we thank you for your your Holy Spirit uh, and your gift of that. Uh, For it's in Jesus' name that he he, uh, was sent to us, and it's in his name we pray. Amen.